online. Buzz.bournemouth.ac.uk For Bournemouth and beyond, this is Buzz. The whole tactic thing, you're really screwing somebody else over. The show itself technically is publicising and in some ways glorifying how to be a good catfish. That they can't actually connect with people when they are themselves. Coming up on today's show, we speak to this year's The Circle contestant, Cy Jennings. We went on a catfishing Tinder mission. We also speak to the catfishers and catfishies of Bournemouth live in our studio. Hi guys, and firstly, welcome to Buzzcast. I'm Antonio. And I'm Anna Minta. And this week, we've been thinking about the hit Channel 4 game show, The Circle, and all the issues that surround it. So for those that haven't watched it, the idea of the Circle Show is kind of based around the idea of a dystopian world where the contestants can only communicate through their social media accounts on the Circle platform. It's all rather quite bizarre. Each contestant is placed in their own apartment, all within the same building, but they don't have any physical human contact with anyone until they leave the show. Yeah, so the whole aim of the show is based around popularity within the Circle platform. Contestants vote on who they like the most and the least, people get blocked, and eventually the winner, after three long weeks, wins a £70,000 prize money. The main catch of the show is that the contestants have a choice. They can either pose as themselves, a.k.a. set up real pictures and a bio, or they can pose as someone else, someone they think will be more likeable. Yeah, so this is the most controversial part of the show. There was a contestant this year that did extremely well. His real name was James Doran, a 26-year-old from Liverpool. And he posed as a catfish that went by the name Sammy, who was a single mum with a five-year-old boy at home. Now, he won the hearts of a lot of contestants as the series went on and they began to empathise with her and the bravery that she appeared to have shown trying to make a better life for her son. But that wasn't really the case at all, was it? No, it wasn't. From the outside perspective, no-one saw Sammy. I just saw... A man strutting around, puffing his chest out with his top off for half the episode, in all honesty. <laughs> so um, I guess the question we're posing today is really about the idea of catfishing. Um, for those who haven't heard of the term before, it's a very real thing. It's usually done online where people create fake profiles and talk to people online. Yeah, I mean, it's not a very nice thing to be on the receiving end of. And the idea of where the podcast came from was we were all just sat sat around having a normal conversation about the show. And then we sort of asked, actually, is it healthy that such a show with such a big influence um, is glorifying catfishing? Yeah, so um, to start things off, Anna was lucky enough to chat to Cy, who was a contestant on The Circle. Sai is a farmer from Somerset. He went on the show himself, as himself, and he was the second player to be blocked. So, um, Anna, how did it go? Yeah, it went really well. Sai's a lovely guy. He's just as funny as he is on the show. Um, and obviously, he's experienced it from a first-hand point of view. So I asked him what he would say to someone that lacked self-confidence and felt that they had to be a catfish in order to speak to other people. So I'm obviously scared against this whole catfish situation. If, if, if the reason someone's doing it because of their self-confidence there's a million and other reasons or, or ways of going about that. Because the whole catfish thing, you, you're really screwing somebody else over, aren't you? Let's be honest. And to do that because your own kind of situation is not a, a very nice, nice thing to do. And I think going online is definitely the right way about it. From my experience, if you're going to be a catfish, you can only be a catfish for a certain amount of time. There is going to come to a point where your, your walls are going to come crashing down and someone is going to figure out who you are. It's only ever short-lived. And is it really worth it for that longevity? Probably not. 
Yeah, it was really well said from Cy there. He seems like a really honest bloke. And as the interview went on, I did raise the question with him about if he thinks that the circle are glorifying catfishing. Okay, I see where you're coming from there, and and I do get that. But if we look back at the show, for example, and we look back at uh, James, James had a very bad reception. Um, People did not take tea kindly to James. So I guess on the one hand, yes, I see what you're saying. It does glorify it to a certain degree because James is using that to his advantage to try and win £100,000. But at the same time, James came out of the show and he received a lot of things. So, yeah, mixed opinions from Cy there. It's a bit of a tough one for him to answer. It sounds like there was a pretty big backlash against James and his catfish game as Sammy throughout the show. Yeah, I think it kind of shows that people do find it entertaining to watch people be play as someone else. It's a bit of fun, almost like a bit of role play. But I do think if you take it too far, they will just get onto your back and start giving you stick because in the end of the day, there will be single mums out there who actually are in that situation. They probably will take a lot of offence through watching someone almost use them to their advantage. Yeah, for sure. I think where the lines become blurred Mm. throughout the entertainment show is where it actually applies to real life. Um, And I'm sure the circle have to do a lot to make sure that that isn't too detrimental on society, really. Yeah, so we actually spoke to Jasmine Amara, who is the HR coordinator for the show. She explained how the show's purpose wasn't to present social media in a negative light nor encourage catfishing, but to really highlight social media's role in connecting individuals and creating bonds. The circle's actually quite popular. Um, They had it filmed last year, and from its success, they obviously made another show. And the idea is very controversial, but I think that the majority of the public liked the concept. Um, They liked the idea that people could be anybody, and it shows, like, how social media can portrayed as it can be really good you can be your authentic self or you can come across as fake or somebody that's actually not um, which kind of represents today's life on social media i don't think that the show was it was meant to broadcast catfishing in a bad light i think it's highlighting that people do it and that social media can be fake but it can also mean I mean, people get to know each other via via apps. And, for example, I think it was an older guy. He he hadn't used social media before, and it was a really good way of him kind of connecting with other people. So it kind of highlights both the bad and good. James was one of the catfishes that made it into the top five of the circle. Um, me, personally, I thought he played his character really well. Um, and I think the contestants were just very shocked when they found out that he wasn't who he was before. Um, obviously, people think but their first um, impressions are like, why did you do it? But when he stated his reasons behind um, doing it, 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 it kind of made sense. Um, for a lot of people who do catfish, though, that's not always the case. Yeah, I think she raises some good points there. And as you actually look into the reasons behind James doing that, it becomes a bit more humane. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, we spoke about the circle and catfishes in the relevance of today. Um, now we're going to take it back to the history. So we've invited Ronan into the studio. Hi, Ronan. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very Thank well. You. So what can you tell us about catfishing and its history? Okay, so the term was first coined around 2010, uh, so about nine years ago, when the hit TV show Catfish just aired on MTV. 
The idea of catfishing essentially refers to a person who's posing as someone they are not, uh, so they are not, with the intention to trick or attract other people. Okay, so what is the real history behind this kind of social deception? Okay, so a guy called Neve Shulman, uh, who's the man behind M the MTV show, um, introduced a phenomenon to a wide audience when he exposed his own experience catfishing. So, yeah, um, but believe it or not, it actually stems from the catfish itself, you know, the one you find in war. <laughs> yes, Ren, I'm aware of fish. So just how did the actual fish turn into a phrase that we use? Okay, so basically when the fish was transported, it would end up tasteless and almost like mush. So the idea arose that if the codfish were mixed with the catfish in these big vats, then it w would keep the cod fresh. It's thought this can be likened to those people who are in catfish in real life. So they keep you on your toes, they keep you guessing, and they keep you thinking. Um, well, I guess that's one way of looking at it, isn't yeah, it, I can't it, really? say that would have been my first guess, no. but <laughs> thank you very much, Ronan. Thank it's you, always Ronan. good to learn something new. No worries, thank you for having me. No worries. So that was the, the history behind it. Uh, catfishing is obviously very relevant in the dating world. According to Infogram.com, 81% of people on dating apps lie about their age, height, and figure whilst dating online. With more than 50 million Tinder users and 30 million on Bumble, you can just imagine, you know, how many people are actually catfishing and lying about themselves. Well, yeah, definitely. But it doesn't end there, does it, Anna? That's nope. just the tip of the iceberg. People have gone as far as completely pretending to be someone else. We actually wanted to try and see how easy it is to catfish people online using a fake female Tinder profile. So we had our reporter, Zach, do just that. So, hi, Zach, how are you doing? Hello, mate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. So um, could you just tell us a little bit about your experiment and how it all went? Yeah, well, basically, I wanted to find out if there was anything stopping people from successfully impersonating someone else. Uh, so with the help of one of my friend's pictures, I simply set up a female Tinder account under the name of Georgia. So Georgia is a hairdresser from Bournemouth. She loves going out with her friends. She listens to pop music and her favorite artist is Ed Sheeran. So basically just your typical yeah. uh, profile. Definitely. And um, I just started swiping right to every single person that came up on the screen. Every basically. person. <laughs> Literally. Not a fussy, not a fussy girl. No, no, no. I was trying to get as many likes as I could. <laughs> so how easy was the profile to set up then? Well, shockingly, really easy, actually. All I needed to log in was um, a phone number, and that's it. From there, I literally just needed to make it as believable as I could. Okay, so everything's set up and you started swiping right. What, what's the next stage? What happened next? Well, all hell basically broke loose. <laughs> um, in just the first 30 minutes, the profile had more than 100 likes, more than 50 matches. Uh, I had more than 20 messages from guys who basically wanted to meet up with me without mm. having any idea who I was. Um, and not having an idea that it's actually not mm. Georgia they're talking to from Bournemouth, it's Zach from London. Mm. Um, and for me, it was just shocking how easy it was and how quick it was as well to catfish that many people. And, and I'm completely sure that if I had taken the conversation further with the help of a girl, the guys would have been totally willing to meet up with me and, mm. you know, without knowing who they were actually talking to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have Tinder myself. I can't say I use it very frequently, but the DMs get a bit fruity sometimes. What, <laughs> what kind of messages definitely. did you receive? A lot of definitely fruity messages, like you can say. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of them were just your normal, average, cheesy pickup lines, if you like. Um, I had someone say, hey, do you want to talk? You won't regret it. 
Uh, I had someone asking me what my plans were on the weekend, but my favorite one was a word play on the name Georgia. Okay. And they said, you were Georges, <laughs> which I thought was really corny, but you know. Um, and I guess the one thing that you can mention about all of this is after 12 hours, Tinder actually banned me. So whether they knew I was a fake account or not, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, it got banned after 12 hours. Oh, um, so Tinder must have realized it was a fake account. Um, maybe, like, maybe, but I'm, like I said, I'm not quite sure. But they do have safety tips on their website, for example, uh, which includes uh, them asking their users to report all suspicious and offensive behavior, such as fraudulent profiles. They also say that they welcome the opportunity to work with governments around the world to make the internet a safer place for everyone. Um, and this includes basically them currently sponsoring legislation in the states of California and New York uh, to give victims of catfishing uh, legal recourse against perpetrators. So, yeah, you could say, you know, Tinder recognised that, you know, catfishing can be quite dangerous, clearly. Um, yes, 100%. So the nature of online dating is that you never really see who you're talking to. Very often someone can be lying about something uh, as little as the eye colour. Other times it can be something more sinister. So there are obviously many positives. I don't want to say that everything is negative about online dating. Uh, for example, you can basically meet um, anyone from around the world and people around you in the area. You're accessible all the time. But you just must always remember in the back of your mind that there is a possibility that the person you're not you're talking to is not who they say yeah. they are. Mm, definitely. Well, thank you very much, Thanks Zach. Um, I'm thank sure you. you enjoyed all the male attention deep down. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, so, following on from that, we um, wanted to know what you could do to almost protect yourself from people like Zach online. So, um, here's Liv. So, hello, Liv. You all right? Hi, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me today. That's all right. So, you're in the studio. You're going to talk to us today about what you can do to protect yourself online from catfishers. Yes, yeah, so as we know uh, from Zach, it's so easy to make a fake profile and it was even reported that Facebook removed 2.2 million fake accounts from its platform in the first part of 2019, oh, which wow. is quite scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've got some tips for you guys on how to avoid all these catfishers in the sea. Uh, so number one is their social media presence. As we know, most people have a Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook account now. So if you meet them on Tinder and they don't have any mm. social media platforms or they only have one, that can be a bit of a red flag. Yeah. Uh, second is reverse image search their photos. Now, if you watch Catfish on MTV, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. that Neve will always do this. So it's really simple to do if you've got a desktop, go to images.google.com, click the, the camera icon and just simply drag the image from another window. And if their photo has been taken from anywhere online, uh, it will be able to tell you. Um, next for number three is ask to meet them or to video chat. You can't fake your identity no. in real life or on a camera. Uh, next, number four is ask your friends. We all know when you like someone, you can avoid red flags that are coming up because, well, you just like them. So ask your friends, get a different perspective and they might be able to point out yeah. some Girls group that, chats, yeah, detectives. Exactly. Send all the screenshots <laughs> straight level. in there. And lastly is a really important one. Just trust your gut, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much, Liv. Some really good advice there. Um, so the people of Bournemouth will be a bit more clued up on how to avoid catfishes, hopefully. So um, to get an expert's opinion, our report, Anya Beneva, spoke to a lecturer in psychology and, and cyberology, Sarah Hodge, to find out what the common motivators are for catfishing. Well, it's so easy to be deceptive online that you don't really know who you're ever talking to. And I think the programme The Circle, that kind of identifies how people can be deceptive it gives you a really interesting insight 
from the person's point of view and what they receive and then how somebody could easily deceive them, whether it's on a minor level, just like a few white lies here and there, or whether it's a big lie. Yeah, so Sarah also told us about the ways you can identify a catfish. Some people, I mean, when it comes to specifically catfishing, some people have done it out of revenge. So they like to trick people because they want to, like, they found their target for a specific reason. And then they do it to kind of get revenge on that person. Oh, that's all very interesting. So now here live in the studio, we're speaking to two Bournemouth residents who've actually been catfished. So let's hear their story. So welcome, guys. Hello, how are you? Right, thank you. Have me. So, um... Take it away, Anna. Right, so we'll start with you, James. Thank you for coming in and speaking right. to us. Um, so your story, you're in your second year at university, yeah, you had Tinder, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. So um, tell us a bit about your experience. It wasn't like too deep or dark or anything. It was just like, I was on a night out and I was like, obviously like a little bit like tipped up and mm-hmm. steaming. Yeah. And like, this girl comes up to me and she's like, are you James? It's like, yeah. It's like looking at her like, who are you? <laughs> and then um, she's like, oh, like we matched on Tinder. I was like, okay, like, fair enough. Like, I got my phone out and yeah. I had a look through and she's like, oh, that's me. And I, would, I had like, a little bit like small talk, like, you okay? He's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I looked at her and looked at Tinder and I was like, this ain't you. Like, <laughs> oh, this no. really ain't you. And I sort of like played it off. So like, oh, I got to shoot. But the second I got back, it's like unmatched. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, don't, I don't know if it's like got any value of like reporting it. No. Nah. Like, does anything ever get happen? Like, as long as you unmatch them, they can't really talk to you or anything. Did that experience make you think twice about, I don't know if you ever do like meet up with girls um, on Tinder or not? A little bit now. Like, sometimes when there's someone like a bit too perfect on like Tinder, like my housemate said, I'm getting to say potato. <laughs> and if they don't send back like a web link or something, you know, like they're a real person. Well, that oh, just yeah. proves if they're not like some sort of like sex website robot sort of thing, <laughs> doesn't it? So I like, don't really like get around no, that much, yeah. but yeah, definitely. Lovely. Definitely. Thank you very so, much for that, Jay. Yeah. So on to this. Could you explain briefly about what happened with you and your experience? Okay, so it's a little bit long, but basically, I found out from a friend that my sister's boyfriend had been like sleeping around and oh. was on Tinder, so. Being a bit like sly and cheeky, me and my boyfriend made Tinder accounts, obviously fake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we matched with him, we chatted with him, we like we made plans to meet up and everything. And we'd even said, followed each other on Instagram and even said, oh, there's a girl commenting on your Instagram, who's that? Yeah. Knowing it was my sister. And then uh, he said, oh, she just has really bad like mental health issues. I don't want her to be upset oh, by like if I block her. But it was my sister and he didn't realise it was me. Um, so that was, yeah, basically, oh we never met up with him. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. the plans, but I thought that was a bit dodgy, um, really, isn't you, it? When you set up the camp, whose pictures did you use? Uh, it's my friends. So ah. it was, like, friends I'd had at uni or friends I'd have had at school, and he didn't know of them. So I yeah. had their permission, but it was just so that we didn't get yeah. caught out. And then they spoke to him on, like, their Instagrams as well to make ah, it seem, like, okay. legit. Yeah. I mean, it's really dodgy, but I feel yeah. like I had a good heart in it, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did your sister's boyfriend get found out? Was it? A yeah, yeah. So I said to my sister about it, um, and then she didn't believe us. He said, oh, my friends have made up the account. Oh, God. Yeah, and, yeah, it didn't go to plan. She just thought it was a bit of a fib. So yeah. tried to help, but it didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That sounds like yeah. a very sticky situation. It is, isn't it? A bit yeah. tricky. Yeah, definitely. Thank, well, thank you for coming in, guys, and right. telling thank us you. about your stories. Yeah, excellent. Thank so, you um, very much. Anna, so have you ever wanted to catch a catfisher? 
I don't know. Personally, um, I'm not like I have Tinder, but I don't use it that much. Mm. Um, it's never happened to me as far as I'm aware of. But I think in like in Alicia's case, if it happened to someone that was like close to me, like and I had to use it to find out stuff, then maybe. But catching a catfish, I don't know. It seems like quite a big task to take on in the 21st century, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, well, um, our next guest has actually managed to catch not just one, but 10 catfishes while they've been at Bournemouth. So, 10 catfishes? Yes, 10 catfishes. So, um, hello, Hi. Francesca. That's, Hi, yeah. How are you? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. So I'm sure everyone listening is wondering how this came about. Um, can you tell us a bit more about what motivated you to start this? Um, well, I was just on like dating sites, just as it is, as a bit of a joke um, to start with. And um, I, at, in Bournemouth and where I live at home, um, I came across these people and I matched with them and then started talking to them and realised that things didn't match up and that their photos weren't exactly who they are or I recognised them as models or like ASOS. Um, like models and stuff um, so I basically just called them out on it and made sure they didn't do it again oh wow but, that's that's a good thing to do really protecting other people whilst doing that yourself what sort yeah. of challenges did you come across did you hit any bumps in the road are there any weird things that have happened as of it um, no they were just basically made it out to me that I was the catfish and they were like well you don't look like your photos and I was like I'm literally the most honest person and there was actually this one guy who has catfished me on five occasions using he's the same person and he's used five different people's profiles oh which my I think God. just taking it to the extreme and obviously like why would you do that because you're never going to find a genuine person yeah so yeah he keeps popping up this boy so despite in spite of all of this are you more skeptical about using dating apps and websites do you still use them knowing that there's catfishes out there um i don't use them anymore no because um, I've got into a relationship, so that's kind of ended. But I would, if I was to go back on it, it would make me think, like, I would always ask to see their Instagram or, like, see their Snapchat to make yeah. sure they are actually the person you're talking to because you could get so far into a conversation and then realise the person you've been talking to is, like, an absolute lie. And, yeah, yeah a of bit course. scary. <laughs> Thank you, Francesca, for talking to us. Um, just lastly, do you have any more pointers for the listeners on how to stay safe in the, di- how to stay safe in the digital world? Yeah, I just make sure that make sure you're aware of the person you're talking to and don't give too much away to them because otherwise you're going to get put everything out there and you don't know who this person is at the end of the day. Like they could be someone a lot scarier. So and also don't meet them without knowing who they are or what they're about because something could happen that you're not aware of. All right, brilliant. Thank you for speaking to us today. Thanks, Francesca. Bye. Have Bye. a good Bye. evening. Cheers. Thank you, you too. Bye. So, catfishing, a pretty huge topic. Um, It seems like it's actually happened to quite a few people in the Bournemouth area, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it seems to have happened to everyone, doesn't it? I mean, we've had some quite good examples all the way from the television show The Circle to personal experience with people who've come in and spoke to us. I just think it's crazy how easy it seems to be to do, and I just think maybe a bit more needs to be done to try and stop it, really. Yeah, definitely. I think with technology how it is today, it's... It's such a huge problem. Um, people just need to keep their wits about them, really. But a very interesting topic yeah. with interesting stories, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, it's been very interesting. So um, so we've got time for I believe, isn't that it? That is so. indeed. So catch us next week talking about the latest Joker film. Yeah, and for more content, make sure you fo- you're following on Buzz- Buzzcast on Spotify. So. so that's all from us. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Bye. Bye.